I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. In just a moment, we'll be joined by Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. As soon as we connect with him, uh, producers will let me know, and we'll continue this conversation. What we'll be speaking about is a China task force. This it dates back a number of months. There was uh, a, a task force brought together uh, by Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, representative from California, uh, and one of Utah's own, Congressman Chris Stewart, was asked to uh, to join this task force. Now, uh, a little bit of the backstory: there had been some talks, uh, some bipartisan talks, to formulate uh, a task force uh, with China as the focus. And as the months went on, uh, Democrats uh, became less and less enthused uh, about working alongside Republicans, and so it was. Uh, that Kevin McCarthy, minority leader, made the decision to uh, move forward uh, without the support of Democrats. And so it is uh, that a handful of Republican lawmakers have, for the past number of months, uh, been taking a good look at uh, what is going on in China, specifically uh, how we here in the United States are being uh, threatened. The committee uh, created to address the Chinese cross-jurisdictional threat by bringing together key members from the most relevant uh, congressional committees. The assertion by Leader McCarthy is that China has been a geopolitical threat uh, well before the coronavirus. And over the past few weeks, that threat, uh, months now, has only increased the urgency to address the existing and emerging uh, threats head on. And uh, Congressman Stewart, when uh, he was selected to uh, participate, he, he, he said the following. He said, we're witnessing a generational geopolitical realignment as the world begins to recognize the true intent of Chinese leadership's capabilities and ambitions. He then said he looked forward to uh, serving on this important committee and developing a plan uh, to ensure our future economic and national security. Uh, China and the threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party was referenced in that speech we discussed at length earlier in today's program. It was a speech delivered by the sitting Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Uh, it was recorded, lasted about three minutes, and was delivered with Jerusalem's old city uh, serving as the background. The Secretary of State said in China, uh, the President has pulled back the curtain on the predatory aggression of the Chinese Communist Party. The President has held China accountable for covering up the China virus and allowing it to spread death and economic destruction in America and around the world. He will not rest until justice is done. He has ensured that the Chinese Communist Party's spies uh, posing as diplomats in America are jailed were sent back to China, and he has ended the ridiculously unfair trade agreement uh, with China that punched a hole in our economy. Then he concluded his uh, remarks on China, the Secretary of State did, by saying those jobs, those jobs uh, which uh, fled our nation and made their way to China, those jobs are coming back home. That's the assertion uh, by the Secretary of State. And if you believe that, if you believe that, as I do, 
then we know that we need to identify uh, certain specifics. And it is uh, the objective of this task force uh, to, uh, to observe and to identify uh, those, those vulnerabilities and those uh, bad actions uh, being perpetrated against our nation uh, by the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, once those identifications are made, then it falls upon the committee to make some recommendations. What can happen? It's a difficult task. Why? Because once you identify this, uh, much many of the fixes need to come about through legislative means. And we've got uh, a divided legislature right now, and if the resistance to participate in this task force by Democrats is any indication as to their willingness uh, to adopt some of the suggestions which could later come from this task force and ultimately put forth legislation, specifically uh, legislative recommendations which are due at the end of October, the situation seems kind of bleak. Now, uh, not long after uh, this task force was announced, if you remember way back to May, uh, on this radio program, we spoke to Chris Stewart uh, to, to get a sense of what he hoped to come about uh, as this task force uh, took up uh, took up its uh, its actions, its meetings, uh, and its objectives. We also that same day spoke uh, with then-candidate for Governor John Huntsman Jr., he uh, having served previously as the ambassador to China, someone with a, a unique perspective and a unique attitude uh, and understanding of uh, geopolitics and the intentions and ambitions of the Chinese Communist Party. And he said something interesting. As I started describing this task force, I pointed out that Democrats had initially been a part of the discussions and that over time uh, they fell away. Well, John Huntsman said, John Huntsman said that the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party specifically understands, understands our vulnerability as Americans when it comes to dividing us. That China understands that while we are here bickering amongst ourselves, that we are less able and less capable of identifying the true threat posed by that nation. And in fact, that until and unless we uh, were able to operate a task force like this, a task force uh, aimed at looking at the threat uh, posed to this nation uh, by China, if we were unable to do so in a bipartisan and a unified way, that we will gain no ground whatsoever, and in fact, we have the potential to lose ground. That's what John Huntsman said. Now, uh, is he right? Who knows? Who knows? O only time will tell. Uh, only the findings and the recommendations and the willingness of leadership in Congress to take up these recommendations. And ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, when all is said and done, should these legislative recommendations be taken up, uh, debated in committee, voted in each chamber of the House, and ultimately make their way to the desk of the president, only then will we know, will we know definitively uh, whether or not what John Huntsman said uh, was true. Can we? We can Republicans, those uh, who make up this committee right now, or this task force, I should say, can they come together? Can they put forth uh, uh, effective recommendations based on the observations they are making right now? Can that be a success?
I truly hope that it can be. I am always one to lean towards uh, you know, unity and coming together, and bipartisanship is good. But I also know that sometimes uh, when both teams don't want to play ball, uh, one team needs to just pick up the ball, run with it, and try to come about uh, with a good outcome and try to come up with good recommendations. I hope that's the case here uh, with this China task force. I'm sorry we weren't able to get to uh, Representative Stewart. I got word just now that he finds himself in a portion of Utah where the cell service is not so hot. Uh, uh, So you can either believe that or, as I do, I think China tried to interrupt our conversation. That's too bad. Quick break. When we return, we will be speaking with candidate for Congress, Burgess Owens. He, tonight, will be addressing the nation as part of the Republicans' convention. He's got a big speech ahead of him. We'll see how he's feeling about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.